When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. A guy who works hard for his money down there in Canterbury, the only active stud with a stallion standing in Canterbury, is Gus Wigley from Inglewood Stud. They have war decree. He also has a horse in the Champagne Stakes today. Good morning to you, Gus. Hope you're well. I believe you just returned from Sydney where you were shopping for weanlings. How was the shopping? Uh, thanks, Mick. Um, no, no, no luck, unfortunately. We... Uh, we sold a wheeling flea out of the paddock um, to a gentleman I know over in Australia, and uh, we thought we'd go and replace it with a colt. We had a few fillies this year and, and uh, not enough colts, so we thought we'd go over there and, and have a bit of a look, but it was a very strong market, um, and there were some nice wheelings there, but I, I do think uh, with the strong yearling market in Australia at the moment, a lot of those um, a lot of those breeders over there are hanging on to their, their wheelings at the moment for uh, and, and waiting for the yearling sale, so... Um, no luck, unfortunately. And Gus, when you get over there and, and you get to those top 20% of the horses, whether they're yearlings or weanlings, the ones that people actually want, gee, it's competitive when you're in Sydney or on the Gold Coast, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. And I think it's even more so for the weanling sale. Um, you, uh, you know, you, you they, they are sort of... Um, it, it is a, a, a sale where people are, are moving on stock and they're... There are quite a few confirmation faults and um, uh, smaller weanlings there, so you really do have to sift through um, a, lot, a lot of weanlings to, to find those good ones. And uh, you, you, you think you've found one that might be a bit of a rough diamond and, and uh, a bit of a sneaky buy, and then you hear around the sale grounds that every kiwi over there is on the same horse, so it does make it hard. Well, it's even worse, Gus, when you're sitting at the same table. <laughs> you can't always be bidding at the same yeah. time. Yeah, you know, when you sit on the table with all the Kiwis and then suddenly everyone walks off in different directions, you know that they're all on the same horse. <laughs> hey, Gus, let's talk about how things are going down there because Inglewood Stud is, is the longest-running stud in the country that still has a stallion standing. You have Ward Cree, who is a Group 2 winner in England and a very, very good horse. Is it hard down where you are where you don't have that natural broodmare population that you have, for example, a place like the Waikato, to get good commercial broodmares to a very good horse like Watercree? Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting one. It, it certainly is um, harder to get them from the North Island. I, I think it's easier to send a mare to a stallion five minutes down the road than, than to the other end of the country. And saying that, there's always been... Um, a good level of commercial breeders in the South Island that send their mares north. Um, and we really felt with, with Zakinto when he kick, kicked up and, uh, and now with Watercree, a lot of those breeders are quite happy sending a, a nice commercial mare to Watercree. We've, we've supported them with, with um, a good number of book one mares and, um, and there's some breeders down here that have really got behind them too. So um, while there's less mares down here, and, and to be fair, it is getting harder for those breed-to-race breed to type people. There's lots of those around. Um, there is a good, really good, loyal bunch of breeders down here that have supported the horse, and um, 
people have been getting some some uh, some great rewards. I know um, Eddie and Alan from from Berkeley Stud this year. They've been a great supporter of the horse, and I sent three or four meals a year, and they they took a few water crees to crack it this year, and I think they tallied um, two hundred and thirty grand or something off uh, off three six and a half grand service fees. So um, yeah, people people have been doing well off it, which is really nice for us to see and um, and really encouraging. It's also nice when you've got one of your own, and you've got one today called Turf War, who's in the Berkeley Stud Champagne Stakes. And look, it's a good advertisement, but it's obviously uh, you get two bites at the cherry of this one because you guys own it yourself and the races in the famous Wiggly Red and Black. Yeah, it's, it's neat, that. And um, we, we actually did something similar with Zakinto when we first bought him. We, we kept the nice filly to race and targeted this, this Champagne <coughs> Stakes, and we won it with, with a, a filly called Zigwig. And it was a fantastic start for the for the horse, and we're hoping to do the same thing here. Uh, this guy probably isn't quite the natural two-year-old that Zigwig was. Um, he's he's a big horse, and he's got leg and, and heaps of class. And at the moment, he's just a um, he's a horse that's doing it on raw ability and a good brain, um, which which is half of what two-year-old racing is really. But uh, look, he's he's going to be a much nicer horse next year. Um, you know, if it wasn't for the fact that there was a nice, nice stakes race on our back doorstep, he might be in the paddock. Um, uh, but at this stage, he's look, he wants to work, and he's he's um, got a, a stack of natural ability, and um, we're pretty excited about today. Gus, it's Matt here. Nice to have you on the show this morning. From a young hey, guy's perspective, in an industry that uh, you know can be difficult at times, what would you say to someone who? could look to get into breeding and how difficult it could be and what sort of support is there for someone like myself who's never bred a thoroughbred before if we were to go down the avenue of someone like Water Creek? Um, look, I think mere quality is a big thing and uh, we sell in an industry that's very fashion-orientated um, and a catalogue page at the sales um, and, and you really need to... Uh, Think about breeding from a, breeding commercially from a, from a marketing perspective, and who actually is going to um, buy the foal that you're trying to breed? Um, who will that pedigree page appeal to? Who, who will that who will that make come round and see my yearling at the yearling sales and and, and visit us? And so I think that's a big thing. Um, investing in mares is a big thing, and uh, it might might sound a bit crass, but you've got to spend money to make money, and and it certainly applies in this game. You know, you you, you do have to. To back yourself and, and go and um, spend some money to buy a nice beer, and um, you know a great example of that is, is my cousin Annabelle. You know she uh, she came back from England three or four years ago and, and decided to have a really really good go at the at the industry and, and breed commercially for a living. Um, and they've, they've invested heavily in theirs and, and spent quite a bit of money. And they went to cracker this year with with five or six yearlings in book one, and they topped the sale by average. So. Um, which is really good to see. So, uh, yeah, no, you, you do have to back your judgment and uh, and be prepared to spend some money. But if you do, um, you can get some really good rewards. Gus, we hear a lot of complaints from people these days about staff. It's incredibly hard to get staff into the country. Obviously, those restrictions are starting to change. There's a lot of very talented horse people down there in the Canterbury region because it's a land-based area. How do you guys go for staff? And, and do we need those overseas staff to come in here? Look, look, we're we're very lucky. We're we're actually a small operation. I think I think people probably think that we we're bigger than we are. We we have uh, I've got two employees, um, Kayla Milnes and Joe Bokes, who have been with me for a long time, and they're they're excellent at what they do. They can 
ride track work, they can serve with the stallion, they can pull a foal out, they can uh, do, the, do the whole lot, you know. And um, uh, They sort of work, work uh, they're here nice and early and they work through to sort of one or two o'clock in the afternoon and I, I pot around by myself in the afternoon. So it's, um, you know, it's me and them six days a week and, and we've been very lucky in that respect. Even even through the, the yearling sales, we have a, a couple of people we call up that come up to the yearling sales with us. But um, for us down here, we're, we're a bit lucky. Um, and I think because there's uh, there are less farms down here, um, there are still those young people wanting to get into the industry. Um, and so we, we actually have quite a few people um, ringing up looking for work. And um, we, we certainly don't have the problems that they're having up in the Waikato anyway, which we feel fortunate about. And, um, yeah, it's nice to be able to give, give um, some young people a start or a look at the industry when we can. As you mentioned earlier, Gus, you guys stood Zakinto and, and now you stand War Decree. And, and people may not understand that these horses in Europe are incredibly hard to get hold of. How does that process start? For example, you think you would like to get hold of a stallion. Do you just ring the people who own the horse and say, hey, it's Gus from Inglewood Stud. You've never met me before. Can I buy War Decree? How does that actually go for people who you know, maybe don't have connections in Europe that, say, a, a, a Waikato stud or a Cambridge stud would have? No, you, you hit the nail on the head then. That's exactly what I did. I just rang up and said, my name's Gus, and I'm interested in your stallion. So, and and um, what, did they, what did they say, Gus? <laughs> oh, well, we, you, you know, you're, you're right about connections. You sort of know. You're, there's always someone you know um, with those big operations up there, and you usually try and get an introduction. But, um, yeah, I, I think that's one thing that, um, I've been quite proud of in the two stallions that we've, um, that we've bought so far is when we first uh, looked by Zakinto back in 2012, we talked to a lot of agents and we were new and starting out and every stallion that got put in front of us was, was one that had been shown to 20 other studs and turned down. So we got, got a bit disheartened initially. Um, and I'm a, great, great, I'm a great fan of researching pedigrees. It's a, a great passion of mine. And I sat down on, on Aryan pedigrees and went through... Um, looked up basically every every stakes reform entire in the world. I think it was about 600 horses that I thought could go to start, and we picked out the Kinto initially. And um, I'd, I just rang up Jim Wanton and, and uh, introduced myself, and um, it eventually led to us buying the horse. And and uh, with Watercreek, it was very very similar. I sent Cornwall up in Ireland uh, an email after he won his Group Two as a two-year-old, and said, "Look, we're we're interested in this horse. Um, if anything happens to him um, in the in the near future, let us know." And um, we sort of were in touch with him for the following 12 months. And when it came time to retire him, um, we were there to make an offer, which was weird. So, yeah, I, I think um, I think in this business it's very hard to make a stallion. So you go you go hunting for the ones that you think will make a make a, stall- a successful stallion. Do you have to go up there, Gus? Because obviously the world's been more or less closed for the last couple of years. Had you actually ever seen more decree before he turned up at your place? Yep, yep, no, for sure. Yeah, no, we, we, we put the offer in and um, they, they quickly came back and said, um, yes, uh, as we were stepping on the plane, I, I went up there with Jonathan Scully, um, who was working for um, Kevin Hickman's Valachi Downs at the time, and they bought half the horse with us. They owned a uh, quarter of the Kinto with us as well. Um, they'd they'd uh, agreed to come in on the horse, and um, we did a four-day return trip to, to Ireland and back, which was... Um, which was uh, a lot of fun, but uh, tiring as well. And and we went to to Ballyville and saw the horse, and um, he actually raced while we were up there. He was having his final start, and that was very exciting to go along and stand in the owner's enclosure at, at Newbury and, and watch him run. 
Well, Gus, you're doing the South Island proud, mate. I know there's some other studs down there as well in the Waikato, in the Otago, and, and even in South Canterbury these days, mate. But, look, it's great to see um, the red and black colours out there today with turf war, hoping for good things for you. But, yeah, thrilled to see War Decree there. And as you know, we actually bought into one ourselves at Karaka, so we're a believer in the horse as well. So uh, we're all hoping for good things. We're all in the same boat together, Gus, which probably really sums up the New Zealand breeding industry, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, we, we're all um, in it together and everyone gets along well. And uh, and at the end of the day, we, we have a big market over in Australia that we all need to work together to, to reach as commercial breeders. And um, it's a neat industry to be a part of. It's, it's uh, you know, I, I love horses, but I love the, the big family that is the New Zealand thoroughbred breeding and racing as well. You know, people are very passionate about it and um, it's great to be a part of. Thanks for taking the time, Gus. Good luck today. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Matt. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it, like um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.